0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Let's grab your Bibles. Go to 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. I'll read a few verses and then get right into the Word today. I, I, I do not plan on preaching long um, Because they have a big old clock right in front of me. So I can't lie and say I didn't see it. And then most churches are blinking the light when it's like I went too long. And then then they shut it off because I don't stop. Okay, 2 Kings chapter 7. But Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time. Somebody say tomorrow about this time. A say of fine flour should be sold for a shekel, and two says of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Then the captain on whose hand the king leaned said to the man of God, If the Lord himself should make windows of heaven, could this thing be? But he said, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And verse 3, it's so interesting. Now there were four men who were lepers at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? Verse 4 if we say let us enter the city the famine is in the city and we shall die there and if we sit here we die also so now come let us go over to the camp of the Syrians if they spare our lives we shall live and if they kill us we shall but die so they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians but when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians behold there was no one there there was no one that loved us there was no one there for the lord let me say for the lord come on celebration a little better for the lord Yeah, tell your neighbor, for the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, for the Lord. For the Lord had made the army of the Assyrians hear the sound of chariots and horses, the sound of a great army. So they said to one another, behold, the king of Israel has hired us against the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to come against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents and their horses and their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. Verse 8 and when these lepers now if I was in Las Vegas I, I, I'd read it like this now when these lepers came to the edge of the Las Vegas strip come on they went into the Bellagio and ate and drank come on at the, at the buffet and then they carried off come on Chanel Saint Laurent come on Prada come on I'm a ghetto guy I used to say channel come on somebody hey amen that's the Pico Rivera ghetto inner city brand channel and went in and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried off from it and went and hid them. And a bunch of stuff happens. Now we're going to go to verse 16 for the sake of time. It says, then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Syrians. So a safe was sold for a shekel and two seeds of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the captain on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. And the people trampled him to... In the gate, so he died, excuse me, as the man of God had said, when the king came down to him. For when the man of God had said to the king, two days of barley shall be sold for a shekel. And they say, a fine flour for a shekel. Don't know what that means, a shekel or say. Don't even know, but money. About this time tomorrow, in the gate of Samaria, the captain had answered, watch this. The man of God, if the Lord himself should make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he said, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him. For the people trampled him and the gate, come on, and he died. Father, I pray, Father, for the next 22 minutes that you speak to these great people. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, for the season that the pastors have declared this. Lord, this season, Lord God, of breakthrough, the season of 714, this season of, Lord God, open heavens and, 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 and incredible things that happen. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord God. I sense 24 hour miracles. I sense breakthroughs. I, I sense, Lord God, an abundance, Lord God, that's gonna break out on the right and on the left. And as we're generous in your house, you're gonna be even more generous in our house. And we declare that in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say it a big amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you so much. If you're taking notes, because I'm a bit advocate for taking notes, I want you to write down this title, Start Walking. Start Walking. Start Walking. I, I, I don't know about you, but I kind of like to walk, but I like to choose where I walk. I like to walk in the malls. I am a shopper. My wife, come on, has converted me. I don't go shopping To be with my wife, I actually go shopping because I enjoy shopping and she happens to be in the same mall. Come on now. (laughs) Uh, I I like going walking in certain areas and and, and I I don't like like walking on a treadmill doesn't really thrill me. If I'm going to exercise, I want to go see something. I want to begin to move. I want to begin to walk somewhere. I love to walk on the beach. Anybody like walking on the beach? Yeah, clap because it's a long ways away. Amen. Uh, maybe you like walking along the shore of the lake. Maybe you like walking. Come on and getting that seat, you know, in 49ers Stadium. Come on, Levi Stadium and, and amen. And, and you like walking up there and sitting there and having your, your Coca-Cola and your drink and watching the 49ers lose again. And you like, you like, you just like walking over there. You like walking into the Fresno stadium as you're going to see the bulldogs come on mall and beat up on Alabama, you know, this weekend, it's not going to happen, but I just want to say it in Jesus name. <laughs> Got to live in reality a little bit. Amen. I mean, how can you beat a pro team? Come on now. Are you hearing me? They're all pros, man, in Alabama. So I'm just telling you right now. And I like walking. In fact, the scripture actually talks about, Walking and many of us don't, don't, don't like walking because it just doesn't seem like you get someplace fast enough and, and we think the race is to the fast and the swift and the strong, but it is not. The Bible makes it clear that we walk, come on, by faith and not by sight. The reason why walking is so crucial to your life is because it is not a fast process. God is not interested in how fast you're going. He just wants to know if you keep on moving. See, see, I I could get across the stage pretty quick if I run. But if I walk, I'm surely not going to stumble or fall. I'm going to encourage somebody right now. You feel like your life isn't moving fast enough. You feel like you're not getting to the place that that you think you should be at. But I've come to encourage you all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's not about how fast you're going. It's just if you begin to start walking. Come on, somebody, you just, you just start walking, you just start walking. In fact, you remember when your kids started walking, and I remember my kids started walking, and when they start walking, they're kind of like this, and, and they're like weeble wobbles, come on. And, and most of the time, they are falling more than they're walking. But I've never seen a good parent say, why did you fall? You dummy. Get back up again. I mean, you rejoice when they take one step. You, 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 you come on. You're filming it, putting it on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchatting it. Come on, and you're like, look, look, my kid took a step. Because you know, if they took one step, and you keep encouraging them, they're gonna take a second step. Come on, in a third step. Come on, in a fourth step. Come on, in a fifth step. And before you know it. They're walking, and you wish they never would have started. Oh, I've been there. It's like, oh, no, bitch, it's going towards the stairs. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting that sometimes we put people down because they stumble or they fall, but God never puts anybody down. Come on. God always picks people back up again. God says, come on. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. We find ourselves in very interesting text that I read to you in 2 Kings chapter 7. In 2 Kings chapter 7, if you want to know the context of what's going on, it's a, an incredible famine right now in the land. The famine is so bad if you read in chapter 6 that the Bible says that they are now spending thousands of dollars for donkey's heads and hundreds of dollars to eat dove's dung. It is so bad that in fact Two women come up with a plan and they say, we're going to boil your son today and eat your son today. And then we're going to boil your son tomorrow and eat your son tomorrow. The Bible says that they actually boiled the first lady's son and ate her son. But the second lady hid her son. Side note, always be the second person. And so it gets so bad, right, that the king rents his clothes and begins now to cry out against Elisha and begins to blame the man of God for what is happening because he knows that people now are spending again thousands of dollars For donkey's heads, watch, and spending hundreds of dollars for doves' dung. Now, if I could just sidestep for a second and give you the prophetic implication of what that means, and it means a lot for us today, that today we're spending thousands and thousands of dollars to hear the opinions of man, philosophies of man. Those are donkey's heads. And on the other side of it, we now go to places, watch, where the Holy Spirit has been. That's doves' dung. That's where the spirit was. And I'm tired of talking about where the Spirit was. Thank God for the revivals of the past. Thank God for Azusa Street. Thank God for what God did in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. But, my friends, the Spirit of God is not there. We need to be where the Spirit of God is right now. What is God doing? Come on, celebration right now. What is God saying? How is God moving? I don't want doves dung. I want the dove. I want the Spirit of God. So bad. In this famine now, that the Bible says that now they're boiling children. But now we get to chapter 7. And chapter 7 is very interesting. Because the Bible says, now the man of God, Elisha, comes up and begins to prophesy to this king. Now here's the scene. It is bad. And so Elisha shows up literally to the royal palace And he begins to prophesy, and he's beginning to say, this is what God says is coming. He begins to prophesy, breakthrough, turnaround. So incredible is the turnaround that he says within a 24-hour period, what is costing thousands of dollars, you're going to be spending now pennies on the dollar for. It is so crazy, so extravagant, so wild that only God, come on, could bring it to pass. So it's interesting that now the king, though, is there and Elisha speaks the word of the Lord to him and he gives him the message. And I wrote this down and I want you to hear wherever you're watching right now. I cannot figure out God's timing, but I do know that when he moves, many times he moves quickly. In fact, people sitting here right now, somebody is going to get a 24-hour miracle. Okay. Okay. It's not going to be you. Let me try this section over here. Somebody may get a 24-hour miracle. Somebody can get a phone call tomorrow morning. Somebody's going to get the job they've been believing for. Somebody's going to get a breakthrough. Somebody's going to receive a healing. Somebody's wayward son and wayward daughter is coming back to Jesus. Somebody's going to get a 24 for our miracle this guy begins to prophesy Elisha and, 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 and he begins to speak and the Bible says something very interesting that the king was listening, but he did not respond to the prophetic word. He did not come in agreement with the prophetic word. He sat silent. And the Bible says though that the king was leaning on an advisor. He was leaning on this advisor on his right hand and the advisor spoke up for the king. The king didn't speak. The advisor spoke. Be careful. Who you allow to speak for you. Be careful that you don't allow somebody else to speak for you. When it's not really what you think or what you believe. Be careful you don't allow a political party to speak for you. Be careful you don't allow your neighbor or your mama or your daddy or somebody else speak for you. It's time for the church to rise up and begin to speak for itself. So so, so it's interesting that all of a sudden now, the Bible says that this man begins to speak for the king. We must ask ourselves the question that, that that who we're leaning on is going to influence us. We have to be careful and ask ourselves, what am I listening to and who am I listening to? Many of us don't stop to think what we're thinking about. We just let things just go through our mind. Sometimes you got to check your thoughts. Come on. Sometimes you got to say, uh-uh, not now. No, 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 no. That's how I used to be. That's how I used to think. That, 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 that's the old me. I'm a new man. I'm a new creation. I'm a new woman. Oh no, I'm not a recovering addict. I've been set free. I've been delivered. God changed me. I have a new mind. I have a new heart. I have a new mission. Every. So, so, so it's important for us to answer the question, why am I listening to you and who am I listening to? Why be concerned? Because your faith will grow based upon what you choose to believe. It's not what you hear, but what you believe. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to just push back a little bit on some religious sayings that are not in the Bible. I grew up hearing this word. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. It's not true. I just want to cause controversy. It'll be the last time I come to this church. Since when do we insert ourselves into the equation? As if we're the determining factor if God's word is true. Just because God said it means it's true. Okay, I can feel pushback, so let me just work on this for a minute. If the Word of God does not become true when I believe it, then what happens, Pastor, when I believe it? The Word of God does not become true when you believe it. It becomes transformational. You need to write that down because that's really good. I'm on Twitter, so you need to put at Benny Perez and put that thing right there. Here's the problem. Is that... A lot of people are not really believing the Word of God. How do you know that? Because their life is not being transformed. And then we have the audacity to say, well, God's Word isn't true because it's not working for me. It's not working for you. It's because you're not working the Word in your life. Because if you actually believe the Word of God, I I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be me. It's like people like, well, you know that tithing stuff, that hiding that that stuff don't work that stuff's not true no 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 it is true whether you believe it believe it or not But it becomes transformational for you. So when I give back my tithe, I tell the world, I tell myself that God is my provider. God is my increase. God is my source. I know you may not believe it. I know it may not be true for you. But it's true for me. It's becoming transformational. And God is blessing me over abundantly because the word of God is true whether you believe it or not. But it becomes transformational when I actually believe it. So I don't let anybody tell me whatever they want to tell me. Because I was told you're Hispanic. I'm a little bit older than I look. Why are you wearing skinny jeans? Cause you can't. Cause when you got legs like a woman, you gotta show them off. Come on ladies, don't hate. Don't hate. My wife married me for these legs. Come on now. Amen. Racism isn't new. I grew up in an area where they would use racial slurs against me because of my ethnicity. So I was only supposed to be a landscaper. Or gang member. went to predominantly all-white school and was put down. I got to be honest, I didn't like white people. Then God changed my heart, and I married one. He said, I'm going to give you a white, 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 white one. Because that's how I made your heart. I've cleaned you up. I took that racism out. I took that hurt out. I took that pain out. Oh, is anybody here what I'm saying right now? And I, and I, I don't believe what people say I can or cannot do. I believe what God says I can do. I believe there is no ceiling, there is no lid, there is no there is no limitation, that with God, come on, all things are possible. you got to stop believing the lie. Stop believing what people are saying that does not line up with God's word. You know the best years of this church are still ahead of it? You know the best years of these pastors, come on, are still ahead of them? I'm just finding my stride right now. I'm I'm ready for the next decade of my life to the best decade of my life. I feel so good. I think I'm going to grow back hair. That's how good I feel. Hey, man, $13,000, I'm going to grow it back in Jesus' name. So many people say, well, you know what happened to me and... You know, I come from this family because I come from this family. I, I can never do anything because my dad was an alcoholic. My 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 granddad was an alcoholic. You know, I come from drug addict family and and my family and and my fa- and one guy was complaining to me. He says, "You know what? I just came from my 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 therapist and my 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 my, my psychologist and, and 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 my counselor, and they're saying, you know what?" Because your dad was an alcoholic, and your grandfather was an alcoholic, and even before that was an alcoholic, you know what, man? You're going to have a propensity towards alcohol, and I stopped the man, and I said, here's the problem with your therapist and psychologist and counselor is they're comparing you to the wrong father. Oh god help me right now somebody. Oh no no no. You got a new father. You got a new father. You got a new mission. You have a new family. That's who you were. You're not that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we all have stories. I've got relatives just like you that, you know, did things they shouldn't do. They're still not safe. If you don't like my preaching, they will find you. So what do we have to do? We have to listen to the right voices. You can hear a lot of things, but you only believe some things. Resist the voices that are based on seeing. The guy said, no, no, not even God himself. If you open up the windows of heaven, could this ever happen? He was basing... what 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 he believed on, what he saw. And the king was leaning on the wrong source. He was leaning on the wrong message. And my question to us in this season that pastors declare is a season of breakthrough, a season of God's mercy and God's favor and God's grace. My question to us is, who are we leaning on? Why is it important? Because we have to be careful that we're not just leaning on our friends, our money, our possession, our reasoning. That's That's why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. The greatest battle that we're fighting in America today. The greatest battle is not black versus white, brown versus white. It's not the spirit of racism. Please hear me. The greatest battle that we are facing today in America is the spirit of reason versus the spirit of revelation. God will reveal something to you. God will speak something to you. And it happens to you and it happens to me. And God says, I'm going to do this in your life, Benny. I'm going to do this if you trust me, Benny. And I said, okay. And God begins to give me this revelation. And all of a sudden now this reasoning comes up. Well, how can that happen? You're not fully equipped. You don't know the right people. I mean, really in Las Vegas? Could that really happen? I mean, come on. You've tried before. It hasn't worked. And I've got to battle this spirit of reasoning. And i got to say no to that and say yes to the spirit of revelation. And I say, God, if you said it, that settles it. I'm going to believe it. It's going to come to pass. I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to watch, walk by what I see. There's scripture that says that we walk by faith and not by, say it louder. We walk by faith and not by, not by sight. I used to believe that the opposite of faith was fear. I actually would preach that. But I found out that the opposite of faith is not fear. The opposite of faith is sight. Fear is a byproduct of us walking by what we see. The opposite of fear is actually, faith is actually, uh, excuse me, the opposite of fear is actually love. For perfect love casts out all. So what the king was, was listening to somebody whose source system of belief was rooted in what he saw. And the officer even dared God and said even if God could open the windows of heaven, it could not happen. But Elisha's response should be our response. It's okay. You don't believe it. It's okay. It doesn't resonate with your spirit. It's okay. But you're going to see the miracle. But you won't partip- participate in it. And he looked, looks at him and walks away. I don't know why I'm going to say this. Why don't I say this? you got to quit arguing with people. Like you're trying to convince them. Does anybody know any stubborn people? Can I see your hand? Any stubborn? Raise your hand if you know a stubborn person. Okay. Are you married? to? I don't want to say that. No, no. How many have somebody you know that just rubs you the wrong way? Come, come, wave your hand. Now, 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 now some of you aren't raising your hand. Welcome to church, Jesus. Let's try this again. Does anybody have somebody that kind of rubs them the wrong way occasionally, every once in a while? Okay, good, 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 good. We still got three more Jesuses, but we'll, we'll find you later. And I've learned as I've grown older that my responsibility is not to convince somebody. I'm not going to argue about it. I got people arguing about me in my church, whole pastor, and it's usually, it's usually like about the tithing thing. Like tithing. It's like you talk about money and like everybody gets mad. And then you pray to God for more. Aren't you glad God isn't like us? If I was God like, nah, I'm mad you brought up money. Or <laughs> well, when we start saying, you know, stuff like forgive your enemies, nah, I don't like that one either. Right? I mean it's just it's just crazy. And I just determined I'm not gonna argue with people. I want to believe that the Holy Ghost, I'm going old school, Holy Spirit is big enough to reveal truth to somebody. And when the truth comes on, it comes on like a light. Come on. All of a sudden now you can see the change in their life. It's an amazing thing that. That all of a sudden, the, the prophet just says, you know what? It's going to happen. And he literally walks out. And the scene changes so dramatically. Watch this. And it says, now there were four lepers sitting outside of the gate. This is, this is like, okay, if you're writing a book, this is not a good transition. If you're doing a movie, it, the scene switched too quickly. It's like, God, do you really know how to write? Come on, lead us a little bit. And it says, now there were four lepers Outside the entrance of the gate. It goes from the highest, most powerful people in the famine to the lowest forgotten people in the famine. What I actually believe is God did it that way because he wants you to show you that he not only speaks to the most powerful, but he's concerned with the lowest of the low. There's four lepers sitting at the gate, and i got to hurry. Four lepers sitting at the gate, and the Bible says they start having this conversation. They start saying... Hey, listen, why are we here sitting here until we die? Now, you understand the lepers are sitting outside of the gate because we know they have to be separated from people because they are unclean. They sat outside of the gate because what would happen is that people would take their scraps of food and they would throw it over the gate and the lepers would be sitting out there and they would now somehow be sustained from the scraps of food. But the famine is so bad that they're not getting any food. They're isolated and insulated from the city itself, and they're having this conversation. And in the conversation, there is four of them. And they begin to say, wait, if we stay here, we're gonna die, but maybe, just maybe, if we go into the city, nope, we're gonna die. So if we stay here, we're gonna die. If we go into the city, we're gonna die. So just maybe, just maybe, there's another option. Maybe we should get up and start walking towards the enemy. Because if we're going to die going towards the enemy, it's better than dying sitting here, depressed, discouraged, down and out, and just giving up. No. If we're going to die, we're going to die in our terms. We're going to get up and start doing something. We're going to get up and start moving. We're going to get up and start walking. We're going to get up and just begin to say no. I've been this way too long no I come from Las Vegas to shake somebody up I come from Las Vegas to tell you you don't have to stay in the same position for the rest of your life you can begin by God's grace to get up and begin to move again let let, let, me bring it down just for a second Because I yell to motivate, and I I talk to instruct. So listen, if you know your Bible, what you do, because you're a Bible-preaching, believing church. Elisha never was alone. He always had Gehazi with him. Gehazi is not in chapter 7, because if you read your Bible, Gehazi in the previous chapter, or the previous one before that, He actually got bit by greed. And when he went after the money, the Bible says that now he became a leper. Gehazi actually has three sons. And actually God said, you and your family are going to be lepers. I found this interesting. And as I began to study this, I looked up rabbinic teaching. And there are some prominent rabbis that actually teach That these four lepers are no other than Gehazi and his three sons. They should have been in the, come on, in the king's court, giving the king the word of the Lord. But because they made a mistake, now they're outside of the gate, lepers almost dying. But I love that God is a God of great grace. I love, come on, that God is a God of great mercy. That even in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, come on, God still had a plan. And I personally believe this is Gehazi and his three sons, and they're having this discussion, and they begin to say, you know what? No, I, I know we made a mistake. I know we probably deserve this, but you know what? No, I need to take a chance. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to begin to start walking. I'm going to get up and begin to go do something. I'm going to get up and watch. For any kind of change to take place in your life, it begins with your thinking. It said they begin to think and speak. So you want your life to, I want my life to change. Listen, right living is a result of right believing. That they said, Nope, nope, I refuse to stay here any longer. So you've got to get to that place where you say, God, I believe. That no matter what mistake I have made, by your grace, I could still get up and begin to start walking. And God, you may do something in my life. Come on, does anybody leave that? Give God a big hand clap because you believe that God is a great God of grace. It's like you ready to land this plane. So the Bible says something very interesting. and The text is so powerful here. It says, as, watch, they begin to walk. Don't make me break dance up here. Watch now. You, you want me to break dance? You have to bring me back another week then. I can't do it right now. And here's what the Bible says As they walked, the Lord God caused, watch, the enemy to hear the sound of a mighty army of the Hittites and the Egyptians. Okay. Watch with this. It did not say, pastor, that the lepers heard the sound. It did not say that the city under siege heard the sound. They heard nothing. The lepers felt nothing. The lepers didn't see nothing. Here's the point. Your walk of faith, you may not feel anything, see anything, Cure anything, but what God is doing is amplifying your steps in the ears of the enemy. Oh, God! Somebody's got to catch this. Somebody's gonna. Somebody's gonna shout right now because my well, pastor, I'm walking. I don't feel like anything's happening, pastor. I, I've been tithing. I've been giving. I I'm doing all this, pastor. I, I don't feel Jack Pastor. I I don't know. What you don't know, it's not about you. You don't know. You don't have to hear it. You don't have to see it. There's an enemy that is scared. There's an enemy that knows he's defeated. There's an enemy that's saying, oh, no. Celebration is getting up. Celebration is beginning to walk. They're beginning to believe. They're going into a new season. Ah. Keyboard has come back because there's a good sign we're ending, but we're not. Watch. As they walked, the enemy said, they've hired the Hittites and the Egyptians. Why did they say that? Because the Hittites and Egyptians were more powerful than the Syrians. And the Syrians fled not because of frail, weak, four lepers. They were afraid that something more powerful was coming. Listen to what I'm about to say. As you walk, it is Jesus who walks before you. As you walk, it is Jesus who has paved the way. And the enemy begins to say, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, Jesus and his finished work is coming against me right now. So here's the, de- the devil wants to keep you down. He wants to keep you down because he's more afraid. Watch as you begin to walk and believe and trust that something is going to break loose. And the enemy said, man, we got to run. We got to flee. And the Bible says as they begin to walk, they walked right into their breakthrough. Here's what we want. Here's what we want. God, show me the Breakthrough. There's the breakthrough. Let's go walk now. God says, walk around Jericho. Don't say anything. Six days they walked. No bricks fell off the wall. There was no movement of the wall. What happens when your walk doesn't line up with what you actually believe would happen right away? Could it be that God just says, listen, the outcome is with me, but the obedience is with you? started walking they showed up he said wait a second this this isn't what we thought fear was telling us one thing but faith in God has given us another thing hey hey is this real in the Bible said the four lepers plundered the whole city and they said it's not good for us to keep this to ourselves. And the Bible says that they they ran back to the city and told the king what happened. The king sends some messengers, messengers come back and say, It's exactly as they say, King. And within 24 hours, the Bible says that now the flour and the barley was sold for pennies on a dollar. A 24-hour miracle took place, and the one who the king leaned on was at the gate and watched me. All the people trampled the unbelief the reasoning and all the ways that it would not happen and as they begin to go towards the promise all that stuff got trampled to the ground i don't know why i'm preaching to you tonight but i believe god brought me to speak hope and life to you i know that somebody be me in a famine somebody may may look and it doesn't look good pastor Mike kids on drugs pastor my 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 mijo he's he's away from god right now pastor or my daughter pastor or my husband or my wife pastor i I don't know and i I, it's hard for me to believe but i'm just here to tell you can you get up and just start walking can you just get up again and just say god by your grace come on i'm just going to start moving again As I travel, I've been seeing unusual things happen. I don't even know why. It's just, God just does it. People say, man, you must pray and fast a lot. And I said, actually, I don't fast as much as I used to. See, because we're always saying, well, it's what do you do? What do you do? I think that there's some things, but ultimately, God wants to move more than we want him to move. Many times, God will give me times at night. Let me explain to you. I was at a church recently, and the Lord said to me, he said, there's somebody here. And I said, 4.43 a.m., your digital clock, and I began to describe what is happening. The lady screamed in the audience. She says, that's me. I said, stand up. Gave her a prophetic word, and the power got hit her, and she was gone. It's crazy when God started giving me times. So I was praying today, and uh, step out in faith that there's somebody here tonight. You see, either the last night or the night before at one thirty-seven a.m. One thirty-seven a.m. You you looked at your clock and you woke up and you're going through some stress and some stuff. One thirty-seven a.m. If that's you sitting here, can I just see your hand just for a second? It was like one. 30, it, it's not 139 it's 137 it's literally your your iWatch or your phone there was, there was something just wave your hand if that's you I'm going to peruse one more time and say the lady over here can you stand please can you step into the aisle please so it's like could to see put your hands over your heart the Lord said he's about ready to reconcile a broken relationship it's caused you undue stress pain anxiety there are times when you have panic attacks and you feel like you're being overwhelmed and the thoughts that come to you said give up don't believe no more it's never gonna happen but God brought a good-looking skinny Mexican guy okay I'm not that skinny but God Is this true? Is this true? Have we talked before service? Do I have a walkie-talkie in my ear? Do I have a piece of paper? Why would I know this? The only reason why I would know this, and I was in my hotel room, and it was coming to me so clear, I knew it was a woman too. Put your hands over your heart. The power of God's going to come right now. You're going to sense His glory on you in about three seconds. Are you ready? One, two, three. Now, like a wave just hits you. Like a wave just hits you again, like a wave just hits you right now, like God's grace and his love is touching you right now. This is interesting. It's very interesting. Very interesting. That's crazy. A Sam, a cell, a Sam or a cell, something in the S. Do me a favor. When I tell you to, I want you to take five steps for the number of grace. Can you do that for me? Just walk five steps. You ready? One, two, three. Come on. There's one, two, three, four, and just five right there. God, let there be such an incredible miracle. The word of knowledge, God, was just a simple thing to let her know that you were seeing her at 1.37 a.m. When she felt like she was the most alone. Somebody in this place, you have a left rotator cuff. Left rotator cuff, where are you? Your left shoulder rotator cuff, where are you? Do you need healing? Can you stand? Can you stand? Please stand quickly, please. I'm already over time, but. you need surgery on it or have you had surgery? You're not sure, but you know that you yeah, have that pain. Yeah, lay your hand on, lay your hand right there. Yes. Because healing is going to hit you right now. Are you ready, sir? In the name of Jesus, I command healing in that shoulder and that rotator cuff. Sir, be healed right now. I command pain to go. I command that shoulder to be healed. I command healing to be released right now in your body. Are you ready? One, two, three, now! Be healed. Like a wave, like a heat. Boom! Just hits you again. Start moving your shoulder. Start moving it. Start moving it. Look for the healing. Look for the healing. Look for the healing. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah. If you're going to clap celebration, look at that. Look at that. Come on, sir. Huh? What's happening? What's happening? Is it loosening up? Pain? Okay, can you all look at me there's a young lady um, you're wiping your eyes sitting next to the guy in the 49er hat you just looked at him yeah you sorry you have to sit by the 49er hat but it's okay can you stand up who's the guy next to you your son okay what's your name bro Anthony I like you Anthony I wouldn't mess with you you, could, you, you look like you can handle yourself so I gotta be careful but I, I chew your ankle as you beat me up. You'd be walking with a limp the rest of your life, bro. They're like, oh, you scrapped with Benny. Yeah, man. You just chew my ankle, man. It's just bad. Mama, let me pray for you first. Can you step in the aisle? In fact, I want you to come up quick, 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 quick. I've gone over time. Quick, 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 quick. So <laughs> my hand. You know what? I just tell you this feels so cool. Listen to me. Every prayer, every whisper, He's heard. He even prayed you to come to church tonight, and He just said, "God, this is me. This is it. This is it. This right." Anthony, Anthony, stand to your feet right there. Put your hands over your heart, bro. Both hands for me. Oh, yeah, I won't mess with you. Just close your eyes for a second. God, capture this young man's heart in a deeper way than he's ever known before. Let the wave of God come and touch him, feel him. Let your power come right now. You ready? One, two, three. Now. Boom. Break, breakthrough. We're gonna do a couple things and I'll turn it over to Pastor. How many would say you need a physical healing in your body? Big or small, it doesn't matter. Wave your hand. Ooh, a lot of sick people here. How many believe God is a healer, right? You see healing here, of course. Okay. How many need a financial breakthrough in your life? You need a financial breakthrough. Look at, you need a financial breakthrough. Okay. How about like some relational stuff that you're going through? Anybody that's, you need that in your life? Okay. Before I get to that, because I can do this very quick. Pastor, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to end. I, I know I'm going late. So can you give me? Can I get three more minutes? I know we got kids. Is that okay? Just three more minutes? Okay. The first thing is, the greatest thing that you could ever do is say yes to Jesus. It's becoming, going from dead to alive. It's becoming born again. It's trusting Jesus with your life. And it could be one. It could be none. But I, I just have to give this call. And then I'm going to do a general call for healing. People are going to get healed but if you are not right with God you need to become right with God maybe you're watching online somewhere but this is your moment to get right with God if that's you say man Benny I'm not sure if I'm right with God I'm not sure if I've said yes to Jesus or you're backslidden and you're away from God I'm telling you tonight could be the night you can start walking with God again 1986 is when I had a radical God encounter supernatural Jesus literally showed up on a beach in Southern California So my testimony, it's all over the world changed my life i have never gone back since that moment but i just feel like there's some people that you need to say yes to jesus my brother you can sit back down thank you for being so so awesome if that's you with every head up every eye open you say man i don't even know why but i just need jesus i need to say yes to jesus christ if that's you when i say three come on you can lift your hand towards heaven and say yes that's me are you ready one Come on, don't be shy. Two, it could be one, it could be none. When I say three, shoot your hand up. Say, you know what? No, this is my night. Ready? One, two, come on, shoot your hand up. Three, right now, 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 right now. If you're raising your hand, stand to your feet. If you raise your hand right now, stand, stand all over. Stand, stand all over right now. Now, listen, some of you, it could be a rededication. For some of you, it's the first time. I don't know, but that's up to God. We're going to pray this prayer all together. Say, dear Heavenly Father, come on, everybody say, say, dear Heavenly Father, right now, I turn and I receive salvation, forgiveness of sin through Jesus Christ. Say, Holy Spirit, come on in. This is your life now. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Come on, can we give those people a big hand clap? sit down if you stood up first time or maybe rededication take that card that's in your seat pocket right now it's it's a card that says man i you're making a decision for follow to follow jesus come on get that card right now look at the seat pocket get that card out so fill it out that information on your way out you're going to hand it off to some ushers that are going to be outside now if you need a physical healing 30 seconds Australia, New Zealand, all over the world incredible healings if you need a healing, stand to your feet right now, quick somebody's fibromyalgia is going to get healed somebody's stomach ulcers are going to get healed Groats are going to disappear somebody's been having pain in your, in your ankles, God's going to heal you here's what you're going to do lift your right hand towards heaven Listen to what I'm about to say. I'm going to ask the Lord. There's going to come a grace and anointing on your hand. you need to lay on that part of your body, and then we're going to declare healing, and people are going to get healed. Are you ready? Father, I thank you right now for every hand that's lifted. I thank you we can lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare kingdom of God come right now. I command healing in Jesus' name. I command it right now. Are you ready? One. Are you ready? Two. Lord, anoint their hands right now. Are you ready? Three, lay your hand on that part of your body, your own body, and declare healing right now. Backs be healed. Necks be healed. Eyes be healed. Ears be healed. Female issues be healed. throats disappear. Be healed now. Now. Hearts. Lungs. Be healed. Now. In Jesus' name. Now. In Jesus' name. Receive your healing jesus name now check for your healing right now check for your healing check for your healing come on move around do something you couldn't do come on something happened something shifted something changed amen and you know what if you got healed make sure you testify write it down tell the church give jesus glory because that's what he needs is for us to give him glory This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.